the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. A frosty Wednesday afternoon. Kath, good to see you as well. Very cold, is it not? Er. Listen, I'm layered up here. Yeah. So you got the big... uh, Look, I figured this was the day for it. Yeah, if you're going to be uh, bundled up, this is the day. Hey, I was just looking at uh, at the, this day in history. Uh, this day in history in 1940, uh, Glenn Miller, yeah, the first. You see this? I the sure first did. gold record um, for Chattanooga Choo Choo. Pardon which, me, boy. Yeah, which will tell you where we are right now. But, uh, the uh-huh. uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, class of. Perhaps the the nominating class, I should say, they were announced mm-hmm. today. Uh, I guarantee you, Glenn Miller was not in it, which was a surprise to me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we did. You play some Glenn Miller in your house growing up? Uh not a lot of Glenn Miller. No, we did. I mean, in the mood. That's it. I've got it. You know. Yeah, yeah. there was that. We had that on the player piano next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, Wendy's player piano had in the mood. That's pretty much all the Glenn Miller we had. Yeah, it's a, isn't that funny how you know things come and go, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. First gold record to who's Glenn Miller, right? I wouldn't say Chattanooga Choo Choo is my favorite of his pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, a million people thought it was because they right. got the gold record. Okay. Right? So, and good for them. I'm happy yes, about it. Of course. Hey, as we always do, we're kicking off a Wednesday show. Uh, won't you give us the news stories for the day? The top mm-hmm. four at four. All righty, people. For Wednesday, February 10th, 2021, I give you this. Number one. Democrats opened their impeachment case against former President Donald Trump today by showing previously unreleased video footage of the January 6th attack and arguing, quote, he assembled, inflamed and incited the attack against the Capitol in a last ditch effort to overturn the results of the election. According to The Wall Street Journal, Democrats will apparently have 16 whole hours for their presentation after which Mr. Trump's team will have the same amount of time to present its defense. Each trial day is expected to last an extremely lengthy eight hours. Yesterday, six Republicans broke with their party to join all Democrats in asserting that the trial was within the Senate's jurisdiction. But that's not going to mean a whole lot going forward because at least 17 Republicans would have to vote with all the Democrats to reach the two-thirds threshold necessary for a conviction. Number two. Tens of millions of people are in the path of a potent winter storm, one that's forecast to bring a nasty mix of ice and snow along a 1,500-mile path from Texas to New Jersey over the next couple days. 
USA Today reports that some of the worst weather will be in portions of Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky, where an ice storm is expected exceeding an, a half an inch in mm. some locations. Can you imagine a half an inch of ice? No. That'd be bad news. Anyway, here in western Pennsylvania, the National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning from 4 p.m. this evening to 9 a.m. Thursday for Westmoreland, Indiana, Fayette, and Greene counties, where snow totals are expected to be 3 to 5. After a brief break Thursday afternoon, more snow expected Thursday evening through Friday. So keep your boots on. Number three. A five-year plan to develop Arnold Palmer Regional Airport is in the works with additions to firefighting and snow removal equipment and renovation of the control tower. The trip is reporting that officials envision a further expansion of the terminal building, a move that could be justified if the Unity Airport were to land a second commercial carrier in addition to Spirit Airlines. Last year, the airport saw more than 123,000 passengers pass through its terminal. And number four, as John said, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced the nominees for its 2021 induction. The full list includes Are You Ready? Mary J. Blige, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Chaka Khan, Carol King, LL Cool J, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dionne Warwick, among others. And that is your top four. It's a weird catch-all list for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is super weird. How and I, le- and I left off a bunch just so I wasn't reading names for a lot. Yeah, yeah, so it's a bunch of nominees. But how did Dion Warwick and Devo get on the same list? <laughs> no, 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 no. And um, Devo in the Hall of Fame? Come on. They, they, one the, come on they, they did whip it. It's, That's it's, it. I know. But it's here's, a one-hit wonder. I will tell you this, though. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what this, how this how they figure this in but diva was a huge group in the uk Hmm, like a huge group so i'm not sure how u.s centric the rock and roll hall of fame is or if that's supposed to be like a worldwide thing but diva was much bigger on the other side of the pond than they were on this side really okay we got we first got married and uh my wife and i we melded our our record collections because we're of that age where we had vinyl sure i'm going through a record collection there's diva what good you're a taste Devo fan? What happened? You're a Devo fan. So for a few years there, we, we listened to Devo around so All of a sudden lines. you were thinking, I wish I would have known. <laughs> well, it's really not that good. It uh-huh. isn't. Mike, I think you, it'd probably be fun Mike, to see. Are you a Devo fan? Um, no, never heard of them, have you? I'm not a Devo fan. Mm-hmm. And I have, never I, yes, I have to say, yeah. I have, have never you heard, heard of them. Have you heard the song Whip It? Whip It Good. Oh, Whip yes, it good. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's well, that's them. Okay, yeah. That's all you got. I like that song, and I hadn't, I've never heard the entire album, but I do like that song. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's not much there's else no to album. hear. No, there yeah. isn't, no. Okay, think... how, about, how about Dionne Warwick covering Devo? That would be awesome. Right. Wouldn't that be That'd great? Be, right? Along with Burt Bacharach, right? I, I can the... I've already shared how deeply I dislike Burt, Burt Bacharach music. Um, <gasps> I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's oh. just, a, that's how I feel. Uh, Dionne Warwick, also not in, like, my top tier list of faves oh she was a gigantic star Dionne i'm not Warwick. saying she wasn't a star i'm right. not saying she's not deserving i think many people would know her now as the uh, the host of the um psychic hotline and then she's very active on twitter do you know that i did not oh yeah okay mm-hmm. she has, she's a twitter star as a matter of fact all right how about todd rundgren uh like worst hair in the history of rock and roll which is I like todd which rundgren. believe me is an elevated prize because think about the competition he had 
Right. But what's the song now that you could probably never play to Todd Rundgren's? Oh, we got to get you a woman, isn't that Todd Rundgren? Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know I that. I think song. it is. You don't know that song? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, he insults all women everywhere. Well, he he's kind of gross. <laughs> We saw, we saw, I saw him in concert. We, I was there. You and I saw him yeah, together. Yeah. He was terrible. We left early because yeah, he did. was really, really, really terrible. Why did we go to that show? Because a promoter gave us tickets. Oh, right. Yes, there was something was free and we were suckers for a free show. Right. Yeah. On the other hand, I love, deeply love Chaka Khan. So I'm oh, very Chaka excited Khan, about that. Fabulous. Yeah. And I watched Mary J. Blige on her, um, uh, there was like some kind of uh, like, uh, like a VH1 like history of the sound. I don't know, something yeah. like that. I watched a little bit of that the other night. Okay, so speaking of Mary J. Blige, uh, sort of in the same category, and please, please if you disagree, uh, the Queen Latifah um, model. Now, Queen Latifah, how many times did you see that promo on the Super Bowl? Oh, listen, I watched the show. What? For, I, I, <laughs> listen, it it was on because the, the Super Bowl was on. Yeah. And, you know, I went upstairs and I was doing some things and then I came down and it was on. And yeah. so I thought, well, I saw the commercial like well 600 it. times. I right. might as well watch a little bit and of it. Well, she beat up a lot of people. She did. She obviously has a lot of skill in fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I it's know. it's pretty procedural. I, I, a couple of the, um, of like the supporting uh, uh, stars or hosts, what do you call them? Supporting actors, right? Sure. Were on a couple other shows that I watched, like the techie guy, I very much liked, I forget what show I used to see him in, but I thought he was funny. I mean, I don't think it's going to win the Emmy. Right. That's a sufficiently vague review. Kat. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much. I'm hoping to be hired by tvguide.com. Is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, Siskel and Ebert. It's a sideway thumb. Let's take a break. Come back. Uh, John Kolb and his son, Eric, will join us. The Psychology of God. And we'll talk about uh, physical maladies as well. Uh, Eric uh, has muscular dystrophy. He's going to join us from Germany. And boy, uh, he's got a story to tell. That's next. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, or Word FM. 101.5 WORD. With a special Valentine's weekend treat for you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's time to feel the love by sending a dedication or request to your sweetheart. Yeah, I'm feeling the love. Call us now at 1-877-349-1015 and dedicate a song to your honey. To my husband of 10 years now. To my husband of 13 years. Honey, it's been a great 10 years and I know it'll be a even greater 10 more years. Then listen for your song and dedication throughout the weekend. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Happy Valentine's Day. Call 877-349-1015. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. 
Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly, you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings. And you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction, the hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit marleyfg.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the church of God. The ruling elders program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors, individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. John and Eric Kolb are with us. John Kolb played 13 seasons on the offensive line, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and has been a leader in strength and conditioning and physical therapy since his NFL retirement. Eric Kolb has a PhD in general psychology, lives and works in Hanover, Germany. Eric's new book is called The Psychology of God, A Physiological View of the Theological Concepts. Eric joins us from Germany, as I said, and John... uh, uh, right here in the Western Pennsylvania area. John, Eric, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah my pleasure. We're both speaking at the same time. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank Terrific. You. Okay, John, let's start with you. Um, John, it's been a long time since we've seen you, but you know we've always appreciated all your good work on and off the field. Um, and so by way of introduction, how about you telling us about your son, Eric, when he was growing up? What was he like? Yeah, I was thinking about that today because... Uh, you know, I listen to you guys' show every day, so I was thinking that's probably what Kathy will ask for. Um, <laughs> that's because you and I were texting I, about I, it, and I gave you the heads yeah, up, Yeah, right? and, I, and I think the way to kind of introduce Eric is uh, all three of my sons have wrestled, and uh, I remember specifically Eric had a really tough match. Uh, he's a 10th grader, and uh, I know they weigh kids in, but somehow the scale seemed to break because Eric was a skinny little guy. And he was wrestling some guy that looked like McGilla Gorilla, you know. And they they shake hands and and they start the match. And what happened is Eric got five-pointed, which means he got taken to his back. So it's two points for being taken down and three points to the guy for being on it. But the guy can't pin him. So he fights off his back. That's terrible for the whole three minutes or two minutes or whatever it is. And uh, and then the next period, he gets a takedown. Uh, and uh, and anyway, with two seconds left in the match, he gets another takedown and uh, ties the match up. So it goes into overtime. Wow. And, uh, and he wins in overtime. And when they held his hand up, he would just, I mean, you know, most kids, I mean, he had given everything he had. 
and he just, he just kind of flopped down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And and so this was on a Saturday, and the next day uh, we were playing the San Diego Chargers, and we were 12 and two, and they're two and 12. And it was one of those times when everything that could happen bad for them happened, and everything good for us, and we were up like 25 points at halftime. And and it was two minutes left, and nobody's even talking about the game. And and I I was in the huddle, and I don't know how, but I picked out Eric's face, and he was sitting there with his in the stands, and I'm on the field, and he had his elbow, he had his hands on his elbow, or hands on his chin, elbows on his lap, and he's looking at me, and I thought. I just started feeling really guilty because the night before he's just a little high school wrestler and he had given everything he had mm. and, and won a match that maybe shouldn't have won. And we were professionals and we're just kind of going through the motions just because that's all we had to do kind of. And I can tell you that that's just one thing that Eric did that has really impacted me all of my life. Cause I never played a game halfway after that. Uh, mm. Just, I can always remember. It. So that's that's why I describe Eric. Uh, he can tell you more about himself and the diagnosis of muscular dystrophy and what led him to uh, write the book. I think, uh, uh, and he can tell you more about this. But God has used a uh, a, a tough life of being in a wheelchair. And has has made him, as the Bible says, uh, this one place set your face like flint towards Jerusalem, and Eric has set his face like flint. So that's my Eric, introduction. Dad just time. described a described a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you were filled and are with uh, determination and grit. Uh, now you're talking to us from Hanover, Germany, and as your yeah. dad said, we'll find you in a wheelchair with muscular dystrophy. Tell us that story. Well, you know, um, we didn't know it back then, but I was, you know, when, even when I was wrestling, um, I was skinnier, and I just couldn't build up muscle. But I used my, it, it, I used my leverage and long legs and rode the legs well, and so I, I did pretty well that way. But um, when I got to Germany, um, the <clears throat> I was I was a professional. I came I came just for a summer to work a summer as a street performer. But things worked out so well, I got a little bit discovered and became a professional uh, circus artist and comedian and later an actor. Um, I became an actor because uh, I couldn't juggle anymore. From one day to the next, my right arm just the muscle just disappeared. Really? And I went to the doctors and I thought. You know, I had a show to do that night, and I just wanted to, you know, have a check out and said, you know, pinch nerve or something. And they said, no, you, you have to stay here. And they did all kinds of horrible tests, and I didn't want to be there. Um, and after everything was said and done, they told me I had something called Emory Dreyfus syndrome, and gave me a. Uh, a pamphlet, and I read there in the first couple paragraphs, it said, Emory Dreyfus Syndrome, Muscular Dystrophy, blah, 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 um, two years le- uh, expected life expectancy. 
Wow. Wait, wait, wait a second. You, you gave me the wrong pen for the tear. Wait a second. Come back. Mm-hmm. Where's the nurse? I'm pushing the button like crazy. And this is how I found out, you know, um, it was actually the practically the greatest gift that God ever gave to me because, mm-hmm. you know, it says we have to be born again and we have to give our lives to Christ. You know, and for the longest time that, you know, we think about that metaphorically, but it's not to be taken metaphorically, it's to be taken actually. And so, yeah, I was upset for a good week or so. But then I decided, okay, i got two years left. I've been a Christian all my life, but now now I'm really going to, you know, from now on I'm going to be completely obedient to the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not so hard. i only got two years, and it's the last two years, so you want to, you know, cross the finish line good. Yeah. So I was just, um, I would go out uh, and really let the Holy Spirit decide if I turned left or right, if I ordered a Big Mac or went to, Burger King, just everything, just always an ear open, and amazing things happened. You know, I, I would I would go out and I started bringing in the gospel into my street performing. Um, something I probably should have been doing from the very beginning because that's how I got into juggling in the very first place uh, from a man named Eddie Hartman who shared the gospel by juggling, and after. Seeing that, I spent the rest of the weekend learning how to juggle and um, started more or less doing the same thing and just giving my life to to Christ uh, completely, not and actually not metaphorically, um, but I didn't die. So um, that's when I realized, ah, this is, uh, you know, this goes on. This is the way I should have been living the whole time. Yeah, and Eric, I'm and sorry. How long ago was that when you received that, that two-year death 1999, sentence? That was in 1999, I think. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Somewhere okay, around, so around. okay, so Eric, what what do the medical yeah. professionals say about the life that you're living? Well, now I probably I still don't have a um, final diagnosis done. Um, for the DNA because it's difficult to do and expensive to do. And my symptoms really uh, pointed to a different direction, something called facioscapulohumeral muscular dystrophy, FSHMD. Um, it's uh, a – there's about 40 different forms of muscular dystrophy. Wow, okay. Um FSH is very slow and it's asymmetric. So, um, in my left arm, uh, my left side's better than my right side, and my upper body, and my lower body's are better than my um, upper body. So, you can be a little bit more adaptive. You don't lose both sides okay. at the same time. Okay. Um, so, then, Eric, so, all this time, uh, that two-year death sentence, and now more than 20 years later, um, yeah. you've been living your life for Christ in a different way than what, you know, like a regular, I'll put that in quotes, a normal Christian mm-hmm. would do. There's been a huge change in you somehow. Well, yeah, I you know the, the muscular dystrophy has caused me to always have to change. Um, I was, 
uh, a circus performer and street performer doing juggling and acrobatics, uh, feats, of, feats of strength and agility. I couldn't do that anymore, and I couldn't juggle anymore. So I concentrated on my clown work at about the same time. I think the, the movie Patch Adams came out about that time, and I was working sure. with a group of clowns from Wiesbaden. Um, and we decided to also go into the hospitals and start working as clowns. And now uh, there's clown doctors all over uh, Germany and Europe. Um, also, you know, work that I, I was by the, the first group, um, and I wasn't really so interested in the, in the work um, until I got sick. And I realized I needed it. Um, I felt better after a, a day in my clown character than I did um, on a day off because I could, you know, when you're trying to be a, a comical figure, you have to be a little bit different. You have to walk a little bit different. You think of Mr. Bean. He's just... A little bit different. You don't know if he's normal or, or what's wrong with him. It's just a little bit different because I had the muscular dystrophy. Um, my muscles would twitch in a certain way, or I'd, I'd have a, a different walk, and I didn't have to fake it because it was real. Interesting. So um, then the muscular dystrophy in some way informed you physically as a clown. I mean, I mean right, not to make light exactly. of it, but yeah. Well, not, not only that, it's... Um, you know, I think we'll talk about ATP in a moment. That the the, the forerunner to ATP was um, a clown training program because I realized um, I was doing different programs. You know, a child who can't talk can play a clown who doesn't talk. A child who can't sit still plays a clown mm. who doesn't sit still. The problem becomes the solution. You take that problem and you turn it around and you hear it, you know, a child who hears a thousand times a day, sit still, sit still, come here, come on, come here, sit still, wait, stop, come here, come here, and the child's going buzzing around, put him in a, in a scene where that's exactly what he's supposed to do and he becomes a star. Mm. And then you can, you can make an, uh, uh, an attachment um, to to people in a, in a very special way that um, it's really difficult to describe unless you've been on it. But to share a stage with someone makes a very, very strong bond. And mm. through that bond, I was able to um, work uh, with children on a, on, a, on a level that was uh, just between us um, due to our illnesses and difficulties and um, that's what later um, you know after I became too weak to continue working with children my younger brother took a, um, took over and he's not he's he's a bit of a clown himself but uh, <laughs> made what became then ATP Mm, that's fabulous. You're hearing the story of Dr. Eric Kolb. We're talking to him live from Hanover, Germany. Uh, Eric is the son of John Kolb, super Steeler, uh, played offensive line 13 seasons for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to hear more from Eric um, live from Germany about what his situation is and especially about a new work that he has out. So that's next. It's the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home.
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your past problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see slippery travel with snow accumulating a total of one to three inches before tapering off late. Somewhat heavier amounts of snow east of the city over the Laurel Highlands. We'll see a low of 19. For tomorrow, a flurry early in the morning, otherwise cloudy and cold, the high 29. Snow late tomorrow night and early Friday could leave a fresh coating to an inch. Otherwise, mostly cloudy Friday, low tomorrow night 20, Friday's high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Eric and John Kolb join us. John Kolb was a stealer for many years. His son Eric joins us from Hanover, Germany. He is the author of a new work called The Psychology of God. Eric's telling us his story of a, a young man in full physical prime 
uh, working as an actor in Germany and then receiving a, a death sentence, basically, two years to live uh, for muscular dystrophy. The good news is that was more than 20 years ago, but Eric is in a wheelchair right now and uh, still working and still writing and producing and still a child of God. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric. So I'm going to talk to your dad here for a minute, John. I want to bring you okay. back into the conversation. And you know, we've known you for such a long time, John, and have always been so grateful at the investment that you make in uh, helping people to understand strength and conditioning and the value of of therapy in their life. Um, and so, talk about what it's been like. Um, so difficult to watch um, Eric, you know, not be able to develop strength. Um, due to muscular dystrophy and just to see the challenges that have presented themselves to him. Can you talk about that as a dad? Yeah, I think anybody that is a parent, uh, there's a time I remember again, and it was with Eric. Uh, I, I got, and we haven't even talked about this, but I'm sure he remembers. Uh, I got him a little bitty kitten and it was white. And, um, and one day I was I was really in a hurry to go to practice. I was almost going to be late. You didn't want to be late for Chuck Nose practice. I did not know the kitten had climbed up on the wheel of my car. And so when I backed out, I ran over this kitten. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric was just a little bitty uh, first grader, maybe. And he's going, fix it, Daddy, fix it. And you can't, you can't, I can't fix this kitten. It's just flattened and he's going to fix it daddy and i think every parent has that time when they and their child maybe realize you can't fix it and uh and and that's what i thought a parent's job was is to fix it to be there for you for your child and i couldn't fix that kitten and but that was a kitten and and so when something like this happens uh again you want to fix it but then I, I, you know, one of the hardest places for me to read in the Bible is in Hebrews because it talks about how God disciplines us and how parent, Hebrews chapter 12 I'm speaking of, and how parent disciplines his uh, children. And that's a lot about what Eric's book is about in the relationship with a parent and a child, and, a, uh, and he can talk about that in, a, in God and Us. But uh, when this was first, when he was first diagnosed, um, I wanted to fix it, and I was mad. I, you know, I was mad. I wanted to fix it, and I can't fix it. But I remember saying to him, uh, "You've got to do something to from a wheelchair." And and then I thought, "Oh, that's that's uh, pretty. That's not very <laughs> soft, you, you know." Uh, and he did. He went back to school. He was a math major. Undergraduate was mathematics and went back to school and got a master's and then finished his doctorate in psychology. And so he's taken this, which daddy can't fix it, but God can. God made it something that he's been able to. Uh, and I think this book has the capacity and he can tell you about it to uh, make a difference for a lot of people. Because of uh, how you you, you you know you look at things, I think God sometimes things happen not so like our ATP program, not so much that the people we help, but how um, how you grow in that process. And so I think we've grown in this process, even though I wouldn't have chosen that way. 
my son ended up in a wheelchair. So, Eric, uh, obviously it's very hard to encapsulize uh, an entire book on the psychology of God <laughs> in just a few minutes. But, um, well, um, no, not really, actually, because, you know, good. the whole Bible is about we are, the ch- we are called children of God, and we're supposed to call him Abba, Father, Daddy. And as a psychologist, my, my, my work was a lot in, uh, primarily in child development. So I thought, well, if we're children of God and he's our father, then how he raises us should probably be a re- reflection of how we might should raise our children. Mm. And, you know, like what my father was saying there about fixing it. Now, this may sound a little bit harsh at first, um, but uh, hear me out. God is not so terribly interested in our happiness. He's interested in our growth. And as adults, you know, I'm working with children um, with behavioral problems. And, you know, if, if a child's really got a, a behavioral problem, you know, you can, you can make it happy. You can just give the child everything at once, Okay. You know, we, you know, just read every wish. As soon as he points at something, you start, you get up and you start, okay, what do you want? What do you want? You want? You, you just give him everything he wants. The child will be happy. But is he going to reach his potential? Is he going to grow in, mm. uh, in all the different ways that growth is? You know, the Bible, um, and this is where you know, it's interesting, the Bible and also scientific psychology is determined that the human consists of four parts, the heart, body, mind, and soul. Just as Jesus said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your body, with all your mind, and all your strength. Uh, heart, body, mind, and soul, yeah. Um, but these four parts are so, they're very, very entwined, and each influence each other, and it's very difficult to isolate them. And they get very confusing. And even in the Bible and, and in science, sometimes it, it refers to the mind, heart, and soul, and sometimes the body and the heart. Uh, and, you know, two or three of these four different parts, and they, they all um, come together. And um, our growth can, consists of each of these. And uh, it's real important to understand that the body, it gets old, you know. Our, our bodies get old and die. You know, we, we, Jesus can heal. God can heal. But you know what happened to Lazarus later? And the blind man and anyone that's ever been healed, they die eventually. But healing of the heart and mind, that, that and the soul, um, that carries on. So um, when I was thinking about how I work with children with developmental disorders or behavioral problems or just difficult uh, family situations or um, I worked in a um, clinic for children with cancer um, and that just, you know, any sort of illness, any sort of problem just makes things more difficult. But this difficulty, this resistance is what we need to grow. If it wasn't for gravity, you know, trees would not grow up to be tall. They would stay low and become, everything would be bushes. So 
this this resistance. Uh, the struggle is necessary for growth. That's Dr. Eric Kolb. We're talking to him live from Hanover, Germany. Um, Eric, this has been a real pleasure to meet you and to hear your story. Um, John, uh, always, always a pleasure to have you on our show. Such a treat to be able to reconnect with you. Um, the uh, The book that Eric has talked about that he has written himself is called The Psychology of God, A Psychological View of Theological Concepts. Um, Eric, John, we'd love to have you back on the show, keep in touch with you guys, see how things are going, and hear more about the book. Oh, very well. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you guys again. I always Thank you, enjoy John talking. And Eric. Thank the you. Psychology of God, of course, you can find that uh, wherever books are sold. Uh, you can find it on Amazon as well. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks, you guys. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How should we measure our accomplishments? I don't know what you will accomplish in your Christian life, but I can tell you the measurement, not according to your fame, not according to your fortune, but according to your faith, be it unto you. Hear more of Adrian Rogers' series, Back to the Basics, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with RightTrack, which rewards you for safe driving. As the world's most careful driver, that's perfect. Now applying two pounds of force for acceleration. You're really up, 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 turning in 0.3 miles and begin a deceleration. With Liberty Mutual's RightTrack, you could earn up to 30% savings based on how you drive. Sign up at libertymutual.com slash RightTrack. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Discount on participating vehicles based coverages only. Availability varies. Word F. FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com contest. 
frigid days we're living in. If you're exercising, of course, I think most people are doing it inside, maybe a walk. I've gone out for walks, uh, you know, in the past week or so, four or five times, but boy, it's cold. So, you know, people on the treadmills, people on their spinning bikes, uh, you know, maybe you're doing aerobics in front of a screen or whatnot. Here's some good news, though. Um, according to an article that was uh, published yesterday, um, that if you exercise, there is a good chance that you tend to be more creative. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity, apparently, uh, is embedded in us. And the more we move physically, the more freely the, the creativity flows out really? of us. Yeah. Now, is that while the exercising is going on or does it have benefits past when, you know, past the cool down in the shower? Okay, here's this weird. Okay. Uh, in one notable experiment, researchers asked some of their volunteers to move their arms loosely and fluidly through space, tracing the lines of a looping curvy line drawing the scientists had shown them, while another group arm aped a straighter, more angular drawing. After each session, the researchers urged the volunteers to dream up novel, unexpected uses for an ordinary newspaper and found that those who had moved fluidly, almost as if they were dancing, came up with more original ideas than those whose movements had been rigid, straight, and formalized. (laughs) That's wacky. Okay, just one study. Now, to learn more, Researchers gathered, gathered 79 healthy adults, gave them activity trackers for five days, then asked them to visit the lab and let their imagination soar, conceiving new uses for car tires and umbrellas and finishing partial drawings. The researchers then rated their output on its originality and other measures. The volunteers also completed standard questionnaires. Finally, the scientists cross-checked data using complex forms of statistical analysis And they found that the researchers uh, wondered that the results proved that those who were in the active group versus those who were in the inactive group were more problem solving, more creative, able to work in difficult circumstances much better than those who were couch potatoes. What do you think? Well, I think that's fascinating. I really do. Do Do you see this in your own life? Um, I definitely see that in my own life. I mean, I'm trying not to exaggerate it too much because I, you know, I, I started a, like a new workout regimen at the start of the year. And I, it's like, I can't come up with enough adjectives to tell you how much better I feel. I just, I feel so much better. And, you know, I've never done yoga before in my life. I mean, I've done a couple of moves here and there, you know, that I got from physical therapist because my, you know, I had a bad back or something like that, but I never did, you know, I never did took a class or like, anyway, but so I've been doing yoga for at least 10 minutes a day, up to 30 every day in addition to the other stuff I've been doing and just that because it's so hard and because it's, you just have to concentrate a lot to make it happen. It's just very, it's not intuitive at all to me. Okay. No, wait, before people get upset. Now, when you say yoga, you're talking essentially stretching. I mean, I don't really know what the difference is, to be honest with you. You know, there is some yoga that, you know, has Eastern mysticism built around it where, you know, as you're stretching, you're also, you know, chanting and things like that. That's where, you know, believers get a little upset with the the idea of yoga. Yeah. 
Um, I have not been chanting, not chanting with my yoga. yoga. My my the Nike Training Club doesn't include chanting, yeah, chanting in their yeah. offerings. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I just but want to, you it's know. not. But it's not just stretching; it's strength building also. Yeah. So it's right. it's both things. Right. Um, but all I can tell you is that it requires so much concentration on my part that I do feel like I am more mentally acute. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because of the fitness part of what I'm doing or it's part of the yoga part, but I just know that I am really struggling a lot to maintain different positions in the yoga part. And I, I don't know. I just, I do, I feel a lot feel better. better. I do. Well, no. I can't, I, there's, I, I've often thought maybe I'm just exaggerating. No, this. No, maybe no, no. I'm just making stuff up, but I, I think based on what you're telling me that there's some science behind it. Well, physiologically, of course, when you do exercise, the blood moves a lot quicker and it floods the brain, right? Which sets mm-hmm. off any number of chemical reactions. Sure. So I think anything that you do, anything that you do to get the body moving is a good thing, a positive right. thing. But I never considered creativity as part of it. I never that, did either. It doesn't make sense. Though, I never it? did either. I mean, it makes me think that, you know, tomorrow morning when I do my workout, maybe I should write you a poem. A poem? Why not? Uh, fine. I don't okay. believe I've ever written you a poem. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Are you sad I, about that? Or have you been no, wishing? I'm no, not really. I'm, I'm fine I with you know, the lack of poems. Mm-hmm. Mike, really. I don't think I've written you a poem either. Is that? Mm-hmm. Has that been a source of sadness for you? No, not really. Sorry about that. No, yeah. Yeah. no, no wasn't there a period? Fast, you, there was a period you were doing like a poem a day, right? I read wow. a poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Read... I for, well, that was for National Poetry Month. I did right. that every every April. Right. I oh, read a poem a day. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe wait till April. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of you seem very eager. I mean, write you a poem. I'm not. You know, Sad. all of a sudden you're going to be like it's a Super Bowl. At the you know what I can? You know, I'll tell you what I'm darn good at. <laughs> I can write you a limerick. Any day oh, of listen, the week. Limericks, limericks make a hard left turn quickly. And, you know, it, it has a lot of weirdness to it, Kath. It I sure does. I like, I like the, uh, I like the yeah. pentameter of it. I, I don't know. I'm a it's, big fan. It always kind of gets kind of funky. Hey, listen, we're broadcasting live on 101.5 Word FM, 96.5 FM, also 7.30 AM WPIT and live right now on yeah. Facebook. If you'd like to watch the show, log on to Facebook right now to the Ride Good. Home with John and Kathy, and we will wave to you. We will say, hey, how are dog? you? Thanks to everybody who responded to uh, National Pizza Day yesterday. We got so many good recommendations of places to go. Mm-hmm. I have them written down in my special book, and I'm going to nice. start checking them off starting this weekend. Good. We may be the only radio show. I've got a sleeping dog next to me that's dreaming and uh, <laughs> picking up 50,000 watts of dog whimpering over the that's air. super sweet. All right, let's take a break. Come back. What is next on the agenda, Kath? Can you tell me, please? Okay, next on the agenda, we're going to be doing wedding stories. This oh. is the uh, contest that we're currently involved in at Word FM. We're hearing from you, your best stories of your wedding. There's another winner coming up next. My eight-year-old niece and I have one very important thing in common, a deep, passionate love for cheesecake. I remember stopping over once with the famous Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. She'd attack that thing exactly like she should. Mid-piece, she looks up, and she's got it everywhere. On her nose, her chin, and literally a smear across her elbow. As I was thinking about that moment this week, I thought, that's how I want our faith and family mortgage team to be. When Word FM listeners choose to call us, it really is a gift for us to get to work for you. And whether we're talking refinance, cash-out refinance, or new home purchase, it's a really big deal. So we better be attacking your situation with the fervor of an eight-year-old with her cheesecake. We'll do the work. You just sit back and relax. We 
Our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact... The typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Every couple has a wedding story, and we love and want to hear your story. Now, the weird thing is, our last guest uh, was talking about being a professional clown, and our poor bride, she says on her wedding day that she looked like a clown. Mm -hmm. But not in a good way. Not in a good way at all. Our wedding story is sponsored by Trinity Jewelers, Shelly Murray Furlow Rescue, and Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones. Lots of great prizes as well. Wordfm.com forward slash weddings. If you want to enter your wedding story, there is still time. Kath, clown on your wedding day. Yeah, not Not good. good. No, the makeup did not go well for Ashlyn Murray. She shares her wedding story today. Um, She decided to elope with her husband, but still a case of Murphy's Law, she said. Her car decided that it was going to have issues on that particular day, so they weren't even sure they were going to make it to the ceremony. They did, but she decided to treat herself to having her hair and makeup done. But when she got to the ceremony, she had to change all her makeup because she said she looked like a clown, as you mentioned before. That's Mm -hmm. sad. Then she had this, you know lovely pearl necklace on that was a you know a real part of the couture of the day and they broke and the pearls just rolled just like exploded you know rolled everywhere um she picked up her bouquet that she was very she'd been very particular about with the florist and the bouquet she picked up looked absolutely nothing nothing john like what she had planned all right um it turned out that the cooler weather they were looking for never happened it was 95 degrees 
It was extremely humid in addition to being hot. But she said when the ceremony started, everything was perfect. They said their vows, enjoyed the beautiful gardens, and took a moonlight stroll on the beach. She didn't tell us exactly what beach she was on, but I like it. Anyway, she said, since then, we've experienced some very difficult times, but we faced them together and managed to find joy. The following verse was read during our ceremony, and I love it more and more with each passing anniversary. This is from Ecclesiastes 4. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Very nice. Congratulations to Ashlyn Murray and that wedding story. She gets a $50 gift certificate from Roland's in the Strip. And look, uh, any wedding that ends on the beach... Can't, can't be a be bad, bad wedding at all. Cannot be bad. No. All right. Yeah. Wordfm.com forward slash weddings. Uh, you want to be part of our wedding contest. As I said, there's still time. We'll announce the winner on the uh, 16th of this month, the grand prize winner, which includes some really great prizes, really great prizes. So check it out at wordfm.com. Take a break during the five o'clock hour. Stay with us. We got much more ahead. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. At an earlier break in Donald Trump's impeachment trial, many Republicans appeared indifferent to the Democratic prosecutor's case that the former president incited the violent attack on the Capitol January the 6th and made clear they were unlikely to convict. A police report shows a gunman who opened fire at a Minnesota health clinic, killing one staff member and wounding four others. And the report said that he had made previous threats of a mass shooting at the facility. 67-year-old Gregory Paul Urich was arrested in Tuesday's attack in Buffalo, Minnesota. U.S. consumer prices rose three-tenths percent in January, led by a surge in energy, even though the gain was the biggest monthly increase since July Inflation gains over the past year have remained modest, according to the Labor Department. Stocks finishing mixed, the Dow gained 62 points, the Nasdaq was down 35. This is SRN News. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Want to dominate the stock market in 2021? Looking for higher profit potential? With the COVID vaccines, a shifting political landscape, and a new year, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how. Make 2021 your year. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance and maximize your gains. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. 
you can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just 29.98 originally 69.98 that's a $40 savings and kings are only $5 more not only are you getting the lowest price ever 29.98 for a standard queen but mike is extending his 60 day money back guarantee to march 1st 2021 go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square use promo code word or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Tonight we'll see slippery travel with snow accumulating a total of 1 to 3 inches before tapering off late. Somewhat heavier amounts of snow east of the city over the Laurel Highlands. We'll see a low of 19. For tomorrow, a flurry early in the morning, otherwise cloudy and cold, the high 29. Snow late tomorrow night and early Friday could leave a fresh coating to an inch. Otherwise, mostly cloudy Friday, low tomorrow night 20, Friday's high 32. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Wednesday edition. A little more snow in the forecast. Oh, boy. Three to six inches, maybe, overnight? I don't know. It's February, I guess, right? You just take it with what, uh, what can you do? Right, you have right? to expect it. Yeah. Hey, Kath, um, I'm just, well, I guess not... I was going to say that I was surprised by the amount of conversation over the Bruce Springsteen commercial, especially as believers, but right. boy, there's been a lot of conversation about it. And um, why don't we kind of, you know, sort of run down it and, you know, overall, yeah. overall, were you thumbs up? Did you, did you like the commercial? I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. I did. Right. I mean, it didn't reach my, it didn't reach my top four because I had to get Will Ferrell in there. <laughs> But I really loved it. I I really loved the message of it. And uh, the more I read the criticisms from both sides of the commercial, the more I like it. All right. Now, I'm reading about the commercial. And apparently, you know, Springsteen had like total creative control over the commercial itself. And it's estimated the commercial cost upwards of $22 million to produce. 
$22 million. Now, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And if you're a Springsteen fan, of course, you know that uh, Bruce appeared on Broadway a couple of years back. It was a huge sellout show. And apparently it was super well done. It was basically, you know, Bruce on stage alone telling stories, one story interlocking with another. And, you know, of course, songs around that. But I mean, just a, a great show. So uh, from what I'm reading, they're saying, you know, that alone provided him with the idea, well, okay, I've been asked for a long time to do a commercial. Jeep was after him for a couple of decades. He finally acquiesced. And this total idea, all the, all the, everything about it was totally a Springsteen genesis. Wow. Now, that chapel is just a, an amazing little place. And to think that he started in the middle of America and everything sprouted from there was a great idea. If you didn't watch the commercial, uh, what John said is true. The commercial starts with a chapel, and the chapel apparently is in the exact middle of the lower 48 United States. And that chapel forms the, I would say, the outer line of the story that he tells over the next, I think it's two minutes long. Right. Um, and he is basically saying that the chapel is in the center of America, and the chapel is open all the time and is welcome to anybody. But when we look at America right now, we see that the middle is hard to find. Right. Now, what has garnered probably the, the most criticism, I would say, is that the chapel inside the chapel, of course, there is a Christian cross. And then behind the Christian cross is an American motif. It's the United States of America in stars and stripes and red, white and blue. It's the outline of the United States. I didn't I didn't even remember that. Yeah. I mean, that's you, the inside of the chapel? Well, that's the back wall of the chapel. There is a small oh, podium, okay. and then behind the podium is a cross, that. and then behind the cross is a, an outline of the United States, which is the American flag. Okay. So, of course, you know, the age that we live in, it has been decried as Christian nationalism. Okay. Well, I'm not a fan of Christian nationalism, so I don't want to come down on that side. But I can say that the 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 overall gist of the commercial is not an advocacy of Christian nationalism. I really feel like that is being way too picky about what's being presented. The idea of the 120 seconds that you're watching is that we have all allowed ourselves to become marginalized. We have allowed ourselves to be pulled pulled to opposite poles, either right or left, either blue or red. And so finding anyone who's able to be middle enough to be able to just see that there are good people who are trying their best on both sides, you might not agree with them. You might not vote the same way that they do. You might not go to the same church, but just to see that they are valid people on both sides, that's getting harder and harder. That's the idea of the commercial. It was certainly not some sort of endorsement for Christian nationalism. That's a total stretch. However, you know, um, I mean, Springsteen, politics notwithstanding, you know, uh, certainly uh, far on the left, I would say, uh, Bruce's, um, you know, political trajectory. But what, what I was fascinated by was Springsteen sitting in that church. And, you know, this is a very Catholic image. He's lighting a candle like mm-hmm. there's a votive candle. And, you know, that doesn't happen in Presbyterian churches, you know, and that image uh, and, you know, Bruce inside of a a church, the cross, the flag together, like I was moved by it. I really was. I can understand the criticism. Uh, All things considered, though, it it was a beautiful piece. Now, uh, now, having said that, if you were a, a Jew or Muslim, you would see that 
And of course, there is criticism from that. Well, that's not the middle then. That doesn't include us because you're making this a very specific Christian commercial in a way. What do you, what do people want? It's, it's trying to put one idea forward that the middle of America is just so hard to find. And everybody who's complaining about the commercial is proving the point. That everyone has to see what every commercial that has anything to do with America has to be filtered through your particular lens so that you can decide whether you individually approve of it or not. I don't mean you, John. I mean, every person in America. I mean, that's not the way the world is set up. We are supposed to be e pluribus unum out of many one. There has to be some type of unity we find that's what the commercial is supposed to be about what i think is so fascinating is that there are equal complaints about the commercial from the right and equal complaints from the left right right of course because we're all equally offended right okay because everybody has to be so offended because their understanding of the world is so perfect right right? so the people on the left as you said are complaining because it had a church it had a cross on it so that's christian nationalism and we you know do you think seriously that there's any way that we can have uh, we can go forward in partnership with people who carried a Confederate flag into the Capitol. Well, no, that's not what the commercial's saying. There, then other comments are you, really you think Bruce Springsteen thinks that I, as a liberal, should be able to hold hands with someone who voted for Donald Trump? Well, actually, yeah, that's yes. kind of what that's, that's kind of call. what the idea is, right. is that we're supposed to be able to tolerate the fact that someone voted for somebody different than us. Now, looking on the right, their criticism of it is different. They said, well, the last person I want to hear lecture me on the middle is Bruce Springsteen, who's been a hack for the Democratic Party for the last 30 years. OK, so Bruce has campaigned for a bunch of Democratic presidents. So that means that he has no validity anymore. I mean, it's, you see what I'm saying? Both sides are so intractable and both sides are so particular about any image, any message, any anything that has to do with America that there's just it again proving the point of the commercial that the middle in America has disappeared and we need to recover it. I remember decades ago, I think, you know, uh, for a lot of people of, uh, who love Bruce Springsteen, you knew Springsteen in the early 70s. And then he achieved um, really megastardom with the song Born in the USA. Remember that song? I mean, that sure. was a gigantic, and that whole album. So I, I would say for, for me, when I think of Bruce, and I love Bruce, I'm a fan of Bruce, that first and foremost, I think Bruce is a patriot, that, you know, he loves this country. And in pop culture, that's a dying breed. So when I hear Bruce say, you know, born in the USA or Bruce somewhere in the middle, I mean, one nation under God. And it takes a, a liberal leaning rock star to make that call in this dark age that we live in. I'm all for it. I really am. So I love the commercial. I I looked at it. I've seen it several times. And um, I don't know. I think it was the right tone, at least for me, during the Super Bowl. Well, you know, I've talked on the air so many times about how I'm not a Bruce fan. I just, I just, Aren't you? I love Bruce. no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Thunder Road. Well, do, you have, do you have, do you have any albums? Not one. None. Oh, not one. No, really? I would just, I'm just not really into I his think thing. he's a poet. I think he's a wonderful poet. Yeah. Well, I, 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 and it bothered me for years that he was a democratic hack and I think he was a hack. Um, and I think the democratic party used him like the Republican party's used a ton of country Western stars over the years. I just think that that's what politics, I think that's you what you too. We went and saw you too. And all yeah, of a sudden no, they turned politics there as well. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying, Irish I think, guys. I think politics chews you up and spits you out. 
Um, anyway, so that's always bothered me about Bruce, but here's the thing. So am I going to be mad at Bruce Springsteen? Like he, he, he gives a message to America at the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to hear it because I don't like the fact that he like campaigned for Barack Obama, like get over yourself. Like I, he had a message to send. It resonated with me. I think he's absolutely right. I want to be part of rediscovering a part of America. That's not the, the far right or the far left. Yeah. But for so me- I, su- I support him a hundred percent. I mean, I'm at home on a Sunday afternoon sitting on the couch eating Fritos. It wasn't though I was at, you know, a political fundraiser or I was at church. So I couldn't be offended either way. Good. Isn't it healthy not and happy not to be offended? I hope so. Let's just rejoice in a moment of not being offended. Yes. Let us take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about work and vocation. Is one the other? We'll talk about that next. The Ride Home here on Word FM. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we'll wrap up a series titled The Missing Peace by revisiting the subject of happiness, then launch a new study in 1 Corinthians 13 that examines characteristics of Christian love in the local church. That's Monday through Friday. On Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at oozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at WordFM.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Weddings of Pittsburgh and Bistro to Go. Enter at wordfm.com contest. 
As multi-multi-billionaire Jeff Bezos, who is uh, stepping down from his, uh, his job at Amazon, is that job his work or is it a vacation? Or, or what about the cashier at Aldi? I mean, the cashier at Aldi, is, is that her vocation or is that his vocation or is that just a job? Well, here to talk about work and vocation is Dr. Christine Jeske. Dr. Jeske is professor of cultural anthropology at Wheaton College, author of three books. The latest is called The Laziness Myth. Christine, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Real good, thanks. Always good to have Terrific. you. Terrific. I mean, other than trying to stay warm and we keep getting you know, one snowstorm after another, Christine, we're just fine. Did I sound bitter the way I said exactly. it? I think, I think I have some <laughs> repressed anger. Um, all right, Christine. You don't have to leave your house. Exactly. Right. Talk about repressed. Um, Okay. So when we talk about vocation, um, give us maybe what might be a working definition so we can compare it to what we know work means. Oh, man. Uh, You know, I just got asked that the other day and I thought, boy, I wish I had a better working definition. I should come up with something. You know, I would start with the idea of calling because that's where it comes Hmm. from, right? Like thinking about vocal. It's a call. And so to me, it implies there is a caller. I can't imagine thinking of vocation in a secular sense because to me, it, it is so, it's so tied up in the idea that there is a God who gives us a purpose. So as compared to like other ways of thinking about how you find your purpose in life, it points us to the idea that God is involved in that, that there is a caller who draws us into mm. something that we're doing in life. Okay. Oh, I love that. All okay, right. so there's a caller, and so therefore there's a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, right, the, which is, back to my Jeff, is different than the, work. So then Jeff Bezos, right, his calling early on with Amazon, he was going to just sell books. So he was going to be a bookseller. I mean, that's a, that's a good calling, isn't it? Is that a calling or is that, is that work? Yeah, I think that honestly we get into a lot of trouble because – we often assume that these are the same thing. And I've even heard sort of training for young people about, you know, figure out what your calling is. And it's essentially trying to figure out what you're supposed to major in college or what you're supposed to do as your job in your career. And when we equate those, I think we leave ourselves with a lot of hangups at various points in our lives when they don't match up. Right. So like the example you gave of an all the employee, and all the employee might love their job and it might be their calling, but probably if they really think of it as their calling, it's not uh, checking out groceries that is their calling. It's probably more how they interact with the people around them or, right. um, you know, making their company a place that will bless people who come into that uh, setting or um, the ability to provide for their family, which maybe they see that as more of their calling. But um, our calling ultimately is living into God's purposes, which is um, it's dangerous to equate that with the thing that gets us paid. If that's how we think of work, it might equate, but it definitely doesn't always. Sure. Christine, I think we may have shared this with you last time you were on the program, but uh, John and I have this recurring segment on our show where we talk about the different jobs we've had. And um, mm. there are just so many of them. 
Christine. I mean, I've had a lot, but John smokes me. I mean, he has had more <laughs> ways of gaining employment over his life. I mean, it's really impressive. And we defined um, it, Christine, is, you know, anything that you made a paycheck with, right? Anything yeah. that you were paid for. So for me, it goes back to like, you know, early days of being a newspaper boy, right? And then from there. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how many exact, I forget how many I've had somewhere in the 30s, I think 38 yeah. different paying jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, so those your vocation. Well, see, that was the question I was going to ask you, Christine. Now, I can't imagine John looks at talking Christmas tree as his vocation, but was it was one job. of his jobs. Yeah. A talking Christmas tree was a good job. And in many ways, look, I'm sitting here with a microphone in front of my face. Now, I'm not a Christmas tree, but I'm kind of using the same skill. <laughs> so, yeah. So what do you think? If it was eventually leading to a job that you see as more your vocation, what do you think, John, about your past jobs? Yeah. I mean, I think that all things that you do in your life, all, all things that you, you know, like, I mean, one of my jobs was I was in inventory. I, I had to do inventory at a factory for a, a summer where I literally r- lay on my belly with a tape, a tape measure measuring massive pieces of pipe. I hated that job. But, 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 you know, then later on in life, I thought, well, I'll never want to work in a factory again because that was stinky and ugly and, and disgusting. So it motivated me to stay away from the factory. So all those different mm. jobs added up in many ways and gave you the skill set or the wisdom and the knowledge to lean into something, which I think has really truly become a vocation. Yeah, I guess I, to me, it sounds more like you might be talking about career. Also, if you think about career as a trajectory of jobs where you develop skills and one set of skills can lead to the next paid employment where you develop skills. Um, I'm curious uh, whether you also see then. So do you think vocation also includes things that were not included in your job? As in, you know, being uh, a part of your family or being a part of your church or other things like that. Is that part of your vocation also? Yeah, I think so. I think it's part of the mix, right? I mean, certainly my vocation yeah. here on the air is almost the same as what I do when I leave the air, right? I'm I'm still yeah. that man. I'm still that communicator. I'm still a believer. I'm still trying to put forth uh, thoughts and ideas to build a community. And you're trying yeah. to take, Christine, this is, I would say, if someone asked you, know, what, what's your job like? I would say we try to distill, you know, disparate uh, or complex ideas, and make them into something that's understandable and applicable. And so, John, I would say that you're right in saying that you don't just do that on the air here, but you also, you know, it's just part of the way you live your life. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. I like that, right? So what you're doing is not just about uh, getting to the end of the day and getting paid at the end of the month or whenever it is, but you you see the purpose behind it and Um, All kinds of research shows that whether or not you see it as a Christian calling, the people who are able to do that with their jobs have a lot more joy in their jobs. People will uh, Hmm. persevere in jobs a lot longer when they're able to say, this is how it benefits someone else, or this is the ultimate purpose behind it. The times when people leave jobs often is is when you're not able to really figure out any reason why it it has any purpose to it. So that's good. Okay. So so then then the, the cashier at Aldi, I mean, you know, what I love about the cashiers at Aldi, and they seem to be, uh, its I don't know how they hire, but they're always people that are full of personality. 
They're very quick and measured in their work. And they're just really joyful people. And I'm not saying everyone is, but it always makes the experience at shopping like at Aldi's a good communal neighborhood experience. I'm always happy to go in there. It's funny you say that. I have said the same thing about Aldi, and I've often wondered what it is about Aldi. And um, you mentioned my book, The Laziness Myth. Part of what's involved in that book is I interviewed all kinds of people who are at low-wage jobs and asked people what they liked or didn't like about their jobs. And so I'm always intrigued by what it is that makes a good job, particularly because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Aldi's probably the cashiers are not getting a whole lot of pay. And so what is it that keeps people cheerful in that kind of job? And I will be honest, I've been at some other stores that are not all these, where people are really unhappy. And you've probably had this experience too, where you just know that this cashier is miserable here. And I think that, so this is not just my thought, this is by other researchers too, that it really makes a difference, the whole structure of your workplace. So this is where I think we get in trouble too sometimes when we just tell people, well, whatever your job is, do it for the Lord and put on a smiley face. Um, you can do that in any job, but it's not, uh, it's almost not fair to tell someone that if you're also not going to make a better system that they can work in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like, uh, John, you've had some miserable jobs measuring pipes. I can think of some miserable jobs I've had too, but I've seen some even more miserable jobs in my line of research and um, and I've noticed that sometimes in those jobs, people are told, well, you know, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you just smiling for the customer? And why don't you just work a little harder and, you know, put a little more effort into it and be a good Christian and, uh, and work hard. And, um, I, you know, if you're the individual in that job, great, you know, get right with the Lord and, and, uh, find peace in whatever way you can. But I also think that we have, um, an obligation to kind of, I, I guess to me, it comes in thinking about vocation, not just as something that one person is responsible for in their life all by themselves. But I think as a, as Christians, we are also called to figure out ways that we can help other people thrive in their jobs. You know, what is it about the job at Aldi that somehow it seems to be set up that a cashier can have a good time there? And uh, if that's the case, great. You know, how do we replicate that kind of system? Because I think that's also what Christians need to be involved in. Yeah, and, and the cashier at Aldi obviously has influenced me and, and you as well, Christine, that we're talking about them. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a few days since I've been to Aldi, but, you know, uh, it's a good thing. There is a sense of community there that draws us in. So that's important. Yeah. I was at uh, an Aldi one time and somebody walked back in and said, hey, I just found this $20 bill on the parking lot. Does anyone know who it is? Who it is? I thought, what kind of honesty is You uh, said, am I in heaven? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dr. Christine Jeske's been with us. I have another uh, store down the road for me, which I won't name the, the name of that store, but I think of it as the epitome of a terrible place to work. And I've had uh, times where I have witnessed people cry in checkout lines in that store. And I also once got hugged by someone in a checkout line in that store for letting them go in front of me in a checkout line. So that is the epitome of a terrible place to work. I'm telling you, it can be a terrible. Remember that scene in You've Got Mail when Meg Ryan's in line 
and she it's Thanksgiving and she's not she's in that cash only line and she brings her credit card and Tom Hanks has to come up and rescue her because Rose is very unhappy as the cashier. Anyway, just a little pop culture reference for all of you as you're trying to think that. about your vocation. <laughs> Dr. Christine Jeske has been with us, professor of cultural anthropology at Wheaton College, author of three books, including the latest, which is The Laziness Myth. Christine, thank you. Thanks, Christine. Always good to check in. We love your job and your vocation. <laughs> The facts about abortion are startling. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Too often tests, like amniocentesis, become a justification for taking life rather than helping the child. Did you know 9 out of 10 parents after learning an unborn child has Down syndrome abort their child? Killing the unwanted or imperfect is simply wrong. Let's call it the couch cushion dash. This is the moment when you need a tip for the pizza man, a few bucks for your kid's lunch, or you can't say no to the sweet eight-year-old and her thin mints. But you've got no cash and no other options but to tear apart the house, searching for hidden money. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And it's funny how we can usually find a way to scrounge together a few bucks hidden around our house. Shame on you if it's from your kid's piggy banks. For many Word FM listeners, though, there's enough money sitting inside your home to buy a swimming pool full of Thin Mints. Home values have gone up across the country the last few years, leaving many of us with a good chunk of equity tucked inside our homes that we could cash out to use for life. If you'd like us to help, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you'd have to pay before closing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We are, of course, living through times of deep division and turmoil, which makes you think about your college student or soon-to-be college student. What do they anticipate walking into on campus? At Grove City College, the historical tradition is forming young minds as agents of peace in a Christ-like tradition. It's central to the core of who Grove City is as they take your sons and daughters and mold them into young, believing Christians. What does that look like? How does that work in a young person's life? Look, it's not an easy task. Uh, Look at all the pressures that there are in the culture around us. Look at the difficulties we have in our own lives and all the distractions of technology and concern for the future. And so when you think about people who are at the formative age, you know, between 18 and 22, making decisions, not just about what to study and to pursue career-wise, but who they are, you want to look for a place that's going to form character, that's going to not just be concerned about the ABCs, though those are very important, um, but how it is that a person grows and develops and matures as an individual that's able to take on and live through an era like this of both division and disease. To take a deep dive in what it is to be a citizen of Christ in these difficult times, look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu, Grove City College. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, we'll see slippery travel with snow accumulating a total of one to three inches before tapering off late. Somewhat heavier amounts of snow east of the city over the Laurel Highlands. We'll see a low of 19. 
For tomorrow, a flurry early in the morning, otherwise cloudy and cold, the high 29. Snow late tomorrow night and early Friday could leave a fresh coating to an inch, otherwise mostly cloudy Friday. Low tomorrow night, 20, Friday's high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Makes sense. Well, does what make sense? Well, daily mail delivery. That's an excellent question. Thank you. Well, I would say in the old days, yes, mm-hmm. daily mail delivery made perfect sense. Now, because so much is you know delivered electronically, when I go to the mailbox, more often than not, I'm kind of disappointed. There's not a whole lot there. There really isn't. I mean, it's not like Mike sending you like greeting cards during no. the week, is he? I'm not getting, you know, mostly what I'm getting is circulars and, you know, credit card offers and, you know, right. somebody pitching me something. You know. Not very exciting, is it? No, no. So, uh, yeah. So if 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 mail delivery went down to like, you know, a couple days a week, uh, I think that would make more sense. You. Does That's that right. We're, I, I'm a little... <sighs> Unsettled by how often we're agreeing mm. in these sessions, John, but I have to come down on your side here as well. Maybe I just, I, look, we've got, we're living in a technological world. Yeah. I, I've got the Amazon delivery agent on my street like eight days a week. Right. I don't think that we need our stuff that fast and that often. No. And I feel like we could probably do with a little less. Yeah. I think it's probably coming sooner or later. Maybe you know, we do apologize to the people who are in the postal union. I'm, I'm not, I hope that up. they, I hope that they all maintain their jobs. Certainly, right. okay. I'm just so, saying that maybe I don't know. I, I feel like I would be okay with fewer days. Six days a week mail delivery. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? You're saying no. I, I'm saying as well. Okay. Does this make sense? The bread machine. Okay. When we got married, somebody gave us a bread machine. Yeah. We used it occasionally, you know, pull mm-hmm. that baby out and make some, you know, fresh bread. Now, I'm down in the basement there, you know, just looking, oh, what no. am I going to get rid of? I haven't touched that bread machine. And you think in the midst of a pandemic, everybody's making sourdough starter bread and rye bread and some, that I'd pull that thing out. So I think that, you know, how many small appliances do we have? Mm-hmm. Air fryers and, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. The bread machine, maybe the time has passed. It doesn't make sense to me, Kath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. And I feel badly saying this because I'm I'm the daughter of a bread maker. My father's his very favorite uh, hobby was baking bread. But yeah. he didn't use the bread machine all that often. But when he did, he was like super scientific about how it was working it out for him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes he would use it just to knead for him and then he'd bake the bread in another I container. I got to be honest with you, John. I love the bread works. Do, oh, the bread and works. And I feel like I'd rather support them than make my own stuff of the because they know what they're doing i don't know what i'm doing why should i make my own bread i'm I'm, i'd be useless at it yeah i don't know buy local the bread machine kind of meh doesn't make a lot of sense w-o-r-d in touch with dr charles stanley the bottom line of the reason he gave us the scriptures is to unveil himself to say this is who i am this is what I'm like. And God knowing that if you and I understand, begin to see what God is like and who he is, we will be drawn to him. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. 
tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Do you not love yourself, some Sherlock Holmes? Yes. In all iterations. I mean, I'm watching uh, uh, Lupin. Is it on Netflix? So excellent. It's an excellent show. Really, it is. Again, yeah, lovely. And it has that, you know, sort of Sherlock Holmes vibe to it, right? Because he sort of invents things and he's sort of a master of disguises and whatnot. Elementary, my dear Watson. Andy Allen joins us. Andy works on staff with crew caring for missionaries around the world. He lives in Lincoln, Nebraska with his wife and two kids. He wrote a piece that we love called Seeking Truth with Sherlock Holmes. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, Yeah, we're happy to have you, Andy. And we're excited because there's another person who loves Sherlock uh, like we do. Uh, Talk about why um, the great detective is on your mind these days. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I haven't seen Lupin yet. Uh, it's on mm. my. It's in my queue. You're gonna love but it. Sherlock shows up. Oh, I'm excited. And he shows up in any form. So many different forms in our pop culture. It's all over the place. Whether you like Psych or I like these detective love novels psych. by Preston and Child. But love them. Read them all. As a kid, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. There's so yep. many. I love digging my teeth into a series. Yeah. And ever since I was a kid, I remember reading the first Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes novel and just being really intrigued from the get-go. I think it was The Red-Headed League was my okay. entry into the canon. And I just remember following along and just being bewildered and wondering, where is this going? But then mm-hmm. you have Sherlock, who confidently is always just one step ahead of us. And it's going to be okay no matter what because he knows more than us. He knows what's true. He's going to figure out what's true, and it's all going to be okay in the end. Unfortunately, life isn't always as simple, but there's comfort in that. And then I've been just seeing a lot of similarities between how Sherlock treats truth and facts and evidence and how he treats cases in our life and how I could treat some of the different things that we wrestle with just as a culture and as Christians, especially. That's good. Okay. So Andy, we live in this era of fake news and it is hard to figure out what truth is. I mean, our news media were, that's a little shaky there. I think we're all kind of looking at things, squinting one eye. So we do need a Sherlock Holmes. And so uh, as you write in your piece, seeking truth with Sherlock Holmes, you talk about, you know, sort of a Sherlock Holmes attitude to look at the world we live in and you give us some guideposts. Now, the first piece you talk about is that we should, as we look at this world today, we should avoid easy, comfortable narratives. Yeah, that's right. I think you mentioned finding truth is hard. It can Mm -hmm. be. I think we're maybe not used to it. I'm realizing that's a muscle that I don't often flex in my life to really search for truth, search hard to question maybe an easy narrative or something I've always taken as true. Well, obviously that's true. Uh, It's interesting because as followers of Jesus, I think we've all had that moment where we've had to question our reality and say, Mm -hmm. what do I believe about the nature of the universe, how it was made? What do I believe about my spiritual condition? What do I believe about Jesus's death and resurrection? Followers of Jesus are truth seekers. But sometimes we let that lapse in other areas of our life, or we just forget. Truth seems to be at our fingertips. Uh, It's as easy as a a quick Google search, or I can ask Siri almost anything. But uh, I'm realizing that I'm not maybe so good at digging beneath to find out what's really Mm -hmm. true. And I think some of it is being so focused on the results of knowing something so fast that we've lost a little bit of the process. Sherlock Holmes had an incredible process for discovering truth, and he stuck to it no matter what. No matter what anybody asked of him, no matter what was going on, he said, I want evidence. I'm going to use it to bit by bit build a theory, and then I will test out that theory, and I will discover the truth, but it's going to take some time. And I think some of the hardness is simply in the inconvenience of it, that it takes more time than I want, especially if I'm going to go binge something. I don't often have the time to look into all aspects of something. And so I'll resist really the the pull to to go deeper and to really search. And instead I'll just kind of settle for something easy or comfortable. And I lose out when I do that. And really I'm either getting better at discerning truth or I'm getting worse at it. And unfortunately I found myself getting worse and lazier rather than digging in because all around us truth claims are, literally everywhere from the moment we wake up till we go to bed. 
We're talking to Andy Allen. He works on staff with crew. We're talking to him live from Lincoln, Nebraska. You can watch the program right now on Facebook if you'd like. Uh, if you log on to Facebook, it's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Um, all right. So, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk, Andy, about Sherlock. I was thinking about this documentary on Sherlock Holmes that my family and I watched maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. And one part about evidence just absolutely shocked me. And it was the fact that before Arthur Conan Doyle wrote the Sherlock Holmes mysteries, that police had never considered when they were investigating homicides, that they would actually look at the crime scene, that policemen would find a corpse after it was already transported back to the morgue. But there was no consideration given to the actual crime scene and what that would tell the investigator about what happened. And Arthur Conan Doyle thought that up. And after that was presented in Sherlock Holmes, that became, of course, how people who were in in uh, investigatory roles realized that's that's what they that's what they were supposed to do. CSI. Right. 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 Exactly. And now we, yes, and now we have CSI. We have eight. We have eight versions of CSI. But um, yes, it is. It is interesting to think about just taking a hot second to just look around and notice things. And boy, in our Twitter culture right now, in the Wikipedia culture, it's like there's we don't take any time to just sit and think on something. Just you know, look around and see what it is before we jump to a conclusion. Well, that's exactly right. And even being able to widen our gaze and to think just because something has always been always been presented to us as true or we've always taken something for granted as being true does not make it true just in the that simple case police hadn't thought about that and so all of a sudden their gaze has been widened and Mm -hmm. i think as truth seekers we can also be gaze wideners for people to say have you considered this have you considered that but in order to do that we first have to be in the process ourselves and I also think we need a whole new set of skills, skills that at least in our modern Sherlock uh, iterations, they often don't have. And that is social skills, because we we not only need to know the truth ourselves, but with humility. And I would say emotional intelligence, be able to engage with people in healthy ways. That is also, I would say, a form of truth. What is the reality of being able to connect with somebody? being able to have an authentic conversation in which both sides can walk away feeling like they learned something, feeling like it was okay to be in process, and then moving towards truth together. Because one interesting nuance or facet of us as people is that we can simply turn something off in our minds that we don't want to hear. And so how do we, as truth seekers and then truth communicators, be able to communicate in a way that makes people desire to hear us more. And I I will say it simply can't be with like the sledgehammer of truth, which I I think is social media in a nutshell. We just bring our sledgehammers and we're just like, this is the truth. We're hammering it down. And if somebody disagrees, we just hit our hammer harder. How can we instead pull out our bag of tricks and, and use different methods? I like to think of Sherlock Holmes using, he would dust for prints or he would, in uh, the movie I was just watching, which is also available on Netflix, Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. version. At one point, he you know, sprays something in the air and then sniffs it. And I still, watching the movie, I had no idea why he was doing that. But right. he has uh, so many different ways of finding truth, but he wasn't great at necessarily communicating it. And that's where we can maybe do him one better. 
Yes. So, Andy, in all the time we've been doing this show, we have never had a conversation about Jesus and Sherlock Holmes. This is a first. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to be pioneering that. I also believe I've never talked about Preston and Child on this show either. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Well, it's great. Well, isn't there something that is so comforting in the idea that it will all turn out okay in the end? Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, certain shows tend to bank on that by, uh, you know, extending the end, the ending, leaving us with a cliffhanger. And that is so hard for us, yet we like it because we, we want resolution. And I, I think as truth seekers in this culture, we need to commit to the long game. We know that mm. we might not find resolution in five minutes. Like you said, taking a hot second might mean actually taking a weekend, taking a month. But I'm realizing more and more, the older I get and the more I dive into complex issues is that you know, the, the most important truths are not easily found or easily won. Uh, that's why Sherlock was so creative. He could find something that no one else did. And if we want to find deep truths, we, we can't find them in a second. We can't find them through one quick Google search. The things that are worth knowing deeply are worth going after. I mean, we think about our careers. You mentioned our jobs and our callings and finding out our vocation, for example. It, it doesn't happen in a minute. It can be decades sometimes but it's so worth it when we see that. And ultimately, though, as we're in the midst of that, we can have peace knowing that our ultimate resolution is found in Jesus, that Jesus gives us peace in the midst of that. So while we might not know the answers and uh, we might be in process in something, it's okay to say, I don't know that yet, or I could be wrong on this. It's better than quickly jumping to a conclusion. But we can only do that if we recognize, you know, ultimately, I'm loved by Jesus, not because of all the truths that I know, but because of the one that matters the most, and that is that Jesus loves me. He died for me. And because of him, I'm going to be okay. Andy, that's so well said. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Andy Adams, uh, Andy Allen, sorry, talking about seeking truth with Sherlock Holmes. Andy, before you leave us, I just have to bring this up. I'm I'm reading your bio uh, before you joined us uh, last night. And uh, it says that you're from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, but at the same time, it also says you enjoy surfing. Hmm. Yes, I wondered after I wrote that, I thought, I wondered if anyone would catch the uh, sad Uh irony of that. What's going on there? Mm -hmm. Well, I will say uh, God has led me to Lincoln, Nebraska, which I love. And I was looking at your weather report in Pittsburgh with jealousy because right here we're in the single digits surrounded by snow. Oh, wow. We're uh, better than you are. The, that's some. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> Somebody's always in a worse condition. I have absolutely loved surfing and throughout times of my life. I've lived in other countries and lived in the coast in Southern California. And so my <laughs> soul resonates with the ocean so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet yeah. I really do love Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a fun place to be. But I always talk with my wife. I'm like, when can we get to the coast again? So I'm already right. planning the trip say, when can we get back out there? I just need it in little chunks. And then I'll Listen, be okay. We're all, we're <laughs> all desperate asking. for it. I mean, get us to an ocean. Could you yes. please? Elementary, my dear yeah, Watson. I've paddled a little bit. Um, I've done a little uh, stand-up paddle boarding on the yeah. river there. I really love that's that. Not, but uh, you can't catch much same, of a wave it. on the river. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, thanks. I mean, really, thanks, very enjoyable, a good insight, and uh, always a, uh, it's a good, been a pleasure to have you with us. We, we really appreciate your time here. 
Well, I appreciate it, too. Love the show. Thank you so much for having me. Our great pleasure. Andy Allen, Seeking Truth with Sherlock Holmes. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, I want to tell you a story about a 117-year-old French nun. 1918 pandemic, two world wars, COVID. What a life she's lived. Stick around for that conversation. Paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for a queen price from brands like Sealy and Sleepy's. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Where the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ek excavation.com this is tim seckler inviting you to tune in each and every saturday morning at 9 a.m right here on word fm 101.5 for the life and legacy show sponsored by my law firm the seckler law firm each week we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law nursing home stays estate planning and keeping your hard-earned savings and if you miss the life and legacy show you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com see you saturday morning at 9 a.m right here on word fm 101.5 for the life and legacy show sweet strawberry icing you're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, oh, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. French nun, her name is Sister Andre, will turn 117 tomorrow. Wow. She has lived in a retirement home for the uh, past 20 years. Uh, but uh, in this retirement home, 81 of the 88 residents recently tested positive for COVID. Uh, she and uh, most of the residents survived intact. She has been a nun uh, for more than um, 90 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. She holds the title as the um, the second oldest person in Europe. Um, I'm sorry, the oldest person in Europe and the second oldest person in the world. 
And uh, she says, um, well, yes, I'm very happy to be here with you, but I would prefer to be in heaven with my Lord and my um, brother and my sister. But for the time being, all is well. Wow. I mean, holy heck. So what? So she survived the 1918 flu pandemic? Yes, she did. And both world wars Mm -hmm. and then Mm COVID-19. Still going strong. 117. I should say that she is blind and in a wheelchair. I like the fact that she moved into a retirement facility, apparently, when she was 98. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she, she had work to do. She thought it was about time. Right. Can you imagine being 117? No. I mean, that's old. That that's really something old. else. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, if good you were going to live, okay, what is your optimal age? Would it My be, optimal you, age to die? You going for 100? I don't know. What is, how are you supposed to know? 100. You go you, you like because that's a round number. I mean, you know, everybody. I mean, it'd be cool to be a hundred years old. Okay, wouldn't it? If you were in good health, I think it would be. I mean, it would be easy to say, you know, like I was born a hundred years ago. So yeah. people could say, "Oh, you were born in blah 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 blah," and you'd say, "Yeah." Yeah, people would fuss over you. You know, hey, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. they fuss, or would they be like, "Yeah, no. whatever"? Well, get fuss. But okay. What was the guy's name on uh, Willard? Willard would call out. You'd be at your Smucker's birthday. Who's right? Willard today? Willard Scott on the Today Show. Oh, gosh, I forgot about Willard. Yeah, he Willard. hasn't been on the Today Show for a really long time. <laughs> well, he used to make a fuss. Forget up Willard like I just talked to him yesterday. You know Willard. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.